Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Welcome to our number two of the first day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. I'm Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Talley. Just 21 days until Christmas. In fact, today is National Santa's List Day. Now, Santa's List Day celebrates the day that Santa puts together his list of naughty and nice children. It is also a day for kids to start working on their holiday wish list. I'm sure that's happened way before today. But the first mention of such a list occurs in the song... Santa Claus is Coming to Town. J. Fred Coots and Haven Gillespie wrote the fun Christmas song in 1934. Now, the song includes the lyrics. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. And that's thanks to everyone's elves on the shelf, right? But, uh, yeah, today is Santa's list day. Today, I've got a list of only the nice. After the show, I'll be heading to Anderson to shop for those who need a little help this Christmas. And that's that's thanks to a very small Hancock County nonprofit called Blue Angel Connect and their Holiday Hope program. Twelve families will receive gifts for the whole family, which includes necessities and an entire holiday feast. Great work to all of those who have donated to Blue Angel Connect's Holiday Hope program. Now, are you taking a vacation this Christmas, spending the holidays in another state or another country? Iceland is the most popular Christmas destination in every state except West Virginia. That according to Google Ads data. Iceland, the most popular European country that Hoosiers want to visit for Christmas, according to what you've been searching for on using Google. Coming up this hour, Sherry Lowe, the Queen of Free, has some ideas for free fun this holiday season. Also, Michael McCartney. He's the grandson of Bobby Helms. You know the song Jingle Bell Rock? That's Bobby Helms. But first, our friend Kevin Cook, the co-founder of Nightmare on Edgewood, is with us this morning. How are you, Kevin? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. This is so strange to be talking to you in December. But it you is. have created, you have come up with another fantastic idea to keep Nightmare on Edgewood open. So for a couple yes. days here in December, you're gonna, you've got something really cool planned. Tell everybody. So December 10th and 17th, from 7 to 10 p.m., um, they can come um, experience the full haunted attractions. All three haunts will be open, fully decorated for Christmas. A <laughs> um, little, little twist with it is uh, the old school characters, Freddie, Michael, Jason, Leatherface, and a few more will be joining us as well. That's so great. <laughs> Have you been thinking about this a long time, or was this one of these great ideas that you just came up with? Uh, it's just something new that a lot of haunts are starting to do, and we wanted to jump in and give it a try, and our staff's very excited to try it out, so uh, we're going to give it a shot. We need to remind everybody, you know, if you've never been out there, you're still going to stay warm, right? Warm from being scared and also warm because everything's indoors. Correct. Everything is inside. Um, now, you know, it could be a little chilly inside, but, you, you know, if there's snow, it won't be any snow inside besides the, the fake snow we have. <laughs> but um, it is definitely warm and nice. And, uh, you know, obviously, once we get your blood pumping real fast, you'll be real warm. <laughs> Are 
you gonna, are you going to be a part of this one? I probably will. You might. You might. Uh, I might be lurking around some corners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going to be just. It's another great idea, Kevin Cook. Nightmare on Edgewood. You guys are open for business. Uh, just a couple of nights, December tenth and December seventeenth. Tell everybody about tickets and how much and and uh, that all that good stuff. So we are limiting tickets to only 500 per night. Um, so you, you want to jump on and get them as early as you can. Online tickets are actually $5 cheaper than at the window for the holiday event. So if you pre-buy your tickets, you will save quite a bit of money. Um, you can go to nightmareonedgewood.com to buy those tickets. Um, if you decide you want to wait till you're in person, we take cash and card on site as long as there's still tickets available. You know, in this season of giving, people might not know that you guys do some really good stuff. You give back. Nightmare on Edgewood gives back to a lot of great uh, community organizations. Yes, we do. So, like yesterday, we ran a uh, special where $5 for every ticket today went to Hunters Against Hate, um, LGBTQ organization fighting you know, hate against their uh, organization. And then we also give to Scout Troops, Pink Ribbon Connection. Yeah. We yeah. always try to give back. They do. Indiana Foster and Adoptive Parents, Boy Scout Troops, 266 and 264. So, they do a lot of giving back at Nightmare on Edgewood. And, all right, get your tickets right now because they're limited and there's just two nights that they're going to do this. I'm glad you decided to do this. What a great idea. I hope it goes well. Us too. It sounds like something fun, and uh, you should come check it out yourself. Yeah, I think I will. (laughs) Indy's only full-contact haunted house opens for a limited holiday-themed run Saturday, December 10th and Saturday, December 17th from 7 to 10 p.m. both days. And for tickets, go to... NightmareOnEdgewood.com. Kevin, good to talk to you, my friend. Happy holidays to you and everybody out there. Before we take a break, Santa Claus comes to Broad Ripple Village today from 3 until 5.30. Broad Ripple's Rainbow Bridge is the place to be. That's just north of the Guilford-Westfield intersection. They're expecting over 500 festive village goers today between 3 and 5.30 for Broad Ripple Lights Up, presented by David Electric. There will be ornament making and electric snap kits. There's snowflake necklaces. There's all kinds of coupon giveaways, free face painting and reindeer food. There's hot cocoa thumbprint ornaments that can be made. Lots of fun today. Uh, Be sure to stick around for the bungalow ink tree lighting and group carol at 530, signaling the official start of the holiday season in the village. All right, still to come here in this hour of the first day, Sherry Lowe, the queen of free, with some free, fun, festive events events that you can participate in around town here in Indy. Thanks for joining us here on the first day on 93 WIBC and WIBC.com. WIBC, it's Terry Stacy. Will the nationwide freight rail strike that would have begun December 9th has been averted after the Senate voted overwhelmingly Thursday to impose a tentatively approved labor deal, and the bill now heads to President Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law. Well, joining us now is Tom Madrecki. He is Vice President of Supply Chain and Logistics for the Consumer Brands Association. Tom, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. How are you? Good, and uh, feeling a lot better now that Congress did its job yesterday. Yeah, you um, know. So we're really enthused by the progress. Uh, well, it does sound like everything's going to be okay. I know you said you're enthused. Is there is there anything left to be concerned about, do you think, right now? I, I think that uh, it sort of signals um, that you know there's possibility that various workers may or may not, you know, what they do is ultimately their decision. 
Um, but going forward, uh, the fact that a bill was sent to the president's desk enforcing the deal that was brokered back in September, this is a tremendous step forward in terms of maintaining uh, and preserving supply chain continuity, ultimately ensures that consumers won't see impacts when they go to the grocery store. They're not going to see product not be on the shelf. Um, rail service will continue. Manufacturers will be able to continue running their operations and continuing to produce and deliver the products that consumers rely on every day. So this is great news for the consumer. Railways, they carry everything, right? They're hauling everything, just like our, our semis and even more. Right. Well, certainly supply chains are easy to take for granted, right? We all go to the grocery store uh, every day and you just expect there to be product on the shelf, and it's, it's convenient, it's, it's affordable, it's what really powers the everyday. Um, but rail uh, and transportation, freight transportation across America is a critical component of that. If you look on average, rail moves about 30% of the nation's freight, um, but for certain uh, consumer packaged goods operations, so food, beverage, household, personal care manufacturers, that number can be much higher, um, especially if those manufacturers are using ingredients or inputs uh, that are coming from like the, the agricultural commodity space. So it could be anything from oats to grains to uh, peanuts to, uh, you know, from uh, if you're using like uh, household products, it could be various chemicals or components, the ingredients that go into to anything from uh, glass cleaner to, uh, you know, Drano or any, right, any of those products. Um, and rail moves so much of that. Operations have been entirely configured uh, to, to take in product in bulk and in large shipments on, on the rails, take those off and then put product back on the rail and move those back uh, out to distribution centers across America. And so the threat was and the concern was that if freight, freight rail went on strike and there was a shutdown to those operations, these manufacturing facilities often only have two to three days worth of those uh, input ingredients on hand. And so ultimately, a prolonged strike would result in those manufacturing operations needing to shut down, uh, which then, you know, probably about a week out, right? That's when the consumer starts to see that impact when they go to the, to the store and they, they would, you know, wouldn't have the same access uh, to, to the products that we rely on every day. Compared to where we were with supply and demand issues, even, you know, within the last couple of years, are there any particular items right now that are hard to come by that we can't find because of supply, supply issues? Well, I think what's crazy, Terry, is that if you look at it across the supply chain, you know, there was the peak panic buying of early COVID. And we all went to the grocery store and we couldn't find toilet paper or you couldn't find, uh, you know, peanut butter or canned soup or whatever you were trying to stock up on at the time. Um, as we all went into this like shutdown phase, consumer demand is shockingly um, drastically higher than even that panic buying today. It's gone up month over month after month. And demand continues to soar even in, in today's inflationary environment where you see uh, higher prices. Um, so consumers are still very much in demand. When it, or consumers are you know, putting this tremendous demand and strain on consumer packaged goods supply chain. Um, and that's a testament and you know, the ability that you know, we now go to the grocery store and we see those products on the shelf. That's a testament to how the private sector has, has really stepped up there. But if you look across the supply chain, there's a multitude of factors that are contributing to higher prices and as well as just the, the putting a, a strain on demand. So war in Ukraine, for example, is really, uh, you know, putting a damper on uh, the, the wheat and grain market. Um, it's, it's impacting edible oils, which are then you know, used in, in so many products, whether it's anything from a moisturizing cream uh, mm. to uh, various you know, food, food products. And so 
these external events, war in Ukraine, cybersecurity events, uh, bird flu, um, all of these things that impact uh, the supply chain and then, you know, contribute to issues around affordability and access, ultimately, in terms of how the manufacturers have to adapt their supply chains and, and and produce the product for consumers. Well, this is Tom Adrecki, Vice President of Supply Chain and Logistics for the Consumer Brands Association. And okay, so crisis averted when it came to uh, the nationwide freight rail strike that could have happened just within days. But what about what we're seeing in China right now with the strict COVID lockdowns and the protests? It will impact the supply chain sooner or later, right? Well, the, the stop-start nature of China's lockdown um, procedures and the, sort of the, the regulatory environment there has impacted U.S. supply chain um, all through COVID. Um, and that, what, it, what it does is it's, you know, it, you know, turning the lights on and off at manufacturing facilities and at ports. And it, it means that then there's these huge spikes in demand uh, or in, you know, sailings, especially from like a port environment. So you get a, a, nobody leaving the port or nobody producing anything in China. And then all of a sudden there's a ton of production and a ton of uh, vessels being sent uh, to the U.S. And so you see these like wild swings in demand, which then uh, contribute um, to some of the, you know, the disruption that you see uh, in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, whether that's at West Coast ports, um, whether that's in terms of trucking demand, ultimately, for when those products land at a port and then get offloaded. Um, so it, there's it, sort of a, a, a chain of events, right, that this disruption upstream ultimately ripples down and, and oftentimes, I think, impacts uh, supply chains in ways that we're only beginning to understand, right? That like every time that there's a, a you know strange black swan type event that happens in one place, uh, you realize that actually that you know, it had some other impact in another area, uh, often in, in you know really dramatic ways. I feel like from lessons learned over the last couple of years, the United States companies are better prepared. Do, do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, there's a premium being put on resiliency. If I look at um, the consumer packaged goods industry, um, supply chain has really become a uh, you know a business imperative. It's a competitive differentiator for those companies, and so they're significantly investing in their supply chain. They are running like you know 24/7 really to keep pace with the consumer and make sure that consumers have the products that they need when they expect them, especially uh, during the holiday season, as you, as you might expect. Um, but this remains an issue. Like the private sector is doing its job, and I think that what we have asked for and the consumer brands is seeking is that there's a host of policy recommendations, things that government can do to better stabilize and strengthen the U.S. supply chain, so that we don't go from crisis to crisis to crisis. Like it's great that the free rail strike was averted this week, um, or that you know we were able to respond to uh, you know various issues throughout COVID as they happen. But we can be better prepared um, for future events and we can, you know, mitigate those those issues ahead of time. Yeah. So do you have a pretty good outlook for 2023? Uh, from an economic perspective? Yeah. I think and that yeah. what you'll continue to see is um, that these supply chain challenges persist. Like nothing has been uh, just like you wave a magic wand and nothing has been solved. Um, so you'll continue to see this, this supply uh, chain issues impact the economy um, and sort of like hold things back until we're able to fix some of those underlying issues. And that could be um, the tariffs on steel and aluminum. Um, 
you know, it can be issues on how efficiently we can move transportation in this country, mm-hmm. various truck weight limits, things like that, that hold back the efficiency of the supply chain. It could be investment in, in workforce, um, fixing how our immigration system works. Like there's specific areas of focus where um, until we fix those underlying issues that drag or slow down the supply chain and make it a little less efficient than it could be, we'll continue to see that uh, reflected in terms of the, the cost that consumers pay, uh, the, the ability for, for companies to deliver when and where they need to. Um, and we'll continue to sort of see that drag on the economy until we, we really fix those underlying supply chain issues. Tom Madrecki, he is Vice President of Supply Chain and Logistics for the Consumer Brands Association. Thank you so much. You as well. Thanks, Terry. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. I'm Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Talley. And joining us now is our friend Sherry Lowe, the queen of free, queenoffree.net. How are you, Sherry? I am doing great, feeling that holiday cheer. I've got a long to-do list, but I've got a great attitude, and on that is obviously helping people save money. That's exactly what she's been doing. She's been spending time in Bloomington. Yeah, my daughter is in a production of Elf, the musical, at Constellation Stage and Screen, and it is uh, December the 15th through the 31st, and so we're rehearsing, and it's going to be phenomenal. So. Definitely, if you're in that area or you want, or you love Elf, you should go see it. It's just yeah. such a great story, and to see it live yeah. in person is so great. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, speaking of great things to see and great things to do this holiday season, when you go out there and look for some good deals, I'm sure you found them. Yeah, you know, Indianapolis is phenomenal, and you really do kind of have to pick and choose because at least we can't. I can't afford to do them all. And so I have some ideas for some things to supplement, but definitely I do a little writing over on visitindy.com, and they have an area called Indie Deals, and it's really easy to navigate. I've got links out on queenoffree.com that you can definitely find those at. Um, But they have attraction passes and daily deals. um, and, uh, you know, all kinds of discounts, both for museum admissions and restaurant bills. You always want to be sure to double check that they apply to the holiday events because that can be different or an additional charge sometimes, depending on where you're going. But Indie Deals should always be your first stop, I think, during the winter months and all year long on the Visit Indie website. I've mentioned this the other day. I said, you know, back in the olden days when I was a kid, we would spend our weekends piling into the car and going out and looking at Christmas lights. If I had kids, I think I'd still carry on that tradition because it was free and it was fun. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the best things you can do is actually get on your social media platforms and just ask, where do you love? What neighborhood is your favorite? Oh, that's what I found in Greenwood. There's Middle Street. And I had lived here for like 
Oh, well over a decade before anybody had ever said that. I just asked and somebody said, oh, have you been to Middle Street? It's phenomenal. It's like it's so much fun. So um, oh, I, we go now we go every year. Um, and that was just from asking. But there are also some drive through light displays around the city that you can pay for, um, including a new one over at Castleton Square Mill called Dasher's Light Show um, that is 30 bucks for the whole car. So, you know, even for some of those special ones, rather than paying for individual tickets for something, the whole car, you know, load up the minivan with your friends and family, take your own hot cocoa, take your own popcorn and drive through or simply ask online and see whose neighborhood has the best display this year. Sherry Lowe with us, the queen of free, queenoffree.net. Creating a custom tablecloth. You mentioned this in some of your great ideas. Tell us about this one. So this is so simple. And I think I remember some restaurants that used to do this back in the day where they'd either have the butcher paper or the brown craft paper, um, which is super affordable to purchase, rolled out on your table and you could draw pictures. I think this is a great idea with your kids during the holiday season. You can leave it on your table for the whole month. You can do one per day, one per week, whatever. It's pretty affordable. Let them go to town and create a custom tablecloth for you. And uh, I would encourage you to pick up the crayons, too, because it's a really great, relaxing activity. Window shopping. How can you make this a fun-free event? Well, I think this is great. I do the majority of my shopping online now because (laughs) it's easy. I can click and things show up at my front door. Um, But I still think there's nothing like going to the mall or the farmer's market this time of the year and just soaking in the season because everything is decorated. Sometimes we'll have live entertainment. Um, I know that I went to Keystone Mall a few years ago and they had like a band playing in the middle of the food court and I felt like I was inside of a Christmas movie, you know, so I think that that's just a fun thing that you can do. You want to certainly, if you're taking your kids, set expectations before you leave so that they realize like this is a trip when we are only spending this much or this is a trip when we're not buying anything at all we're just going to browse it can be something really really fun to do and you might pick up some gifts but maybe you just go and enjoy kind of the spirit and the nostalgia of shopping what else you want to talk about when it comes to what else have you found or what else do you like So I think if your family is a family that uh, celebrates the Santa tradition, that mailing a letter to Santa can be a really fun and special activity, too, that doesn't cost more than a stamp or maybe two stamps, depending on what you do. I've got some links, again, through the USPS. You can um, mail a letter, or if you'd like to, you can adopt a letter, and you might want to go out there and figure out what that's all about. But you can get a response if you include a self-addressed stamped envelope um, at pretty much any um, postal box. But here in central Indiana, there are a number of special boxes where you can take your letter and on Indy with Kids, and I have the link out to her site as well. Katie has a great roundup of all the different places around the city where you can drop off letters to Santa. Um, and if you get it in by a certain deadline, maybe even receive a response too. So typically there's one on the circle, but there are also some in um, the Donut Counties too, where you can take Santa your letter. Yeah, The Santa train is this weekend and the oh. Santa train is another free 
free event and it travels all through southern Indiana and they stop in your little town your little community and you just come out and you get to come and see Santa and all of the costumed characters and it's just yes. quite an event and I'm that's be there oh are you oh that's so great <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going to one of the uh, yeah one of the stops along the way because my daughter's choir is singing uh, oh, Christmas caroling so yeah gosh. the Santa train is awesome what a great opportunity to get involved in your local community yeah and again this is just free and so mm-hmm. uh, be sure to check out go to Indiana Railroad Company look for them on Facebook and there's the complete schedule anyway check that one out too it's a lot cool. of fun Sherry Lowe thank you uh, thank you always for all the good stuff you bring to us and helping us save money and uh, we really look forward I hope you'll be able to join us again next week I know you're busy but I hope you can stop by for a minute oh yeah definitely we can talk about some online um, shopping tips to keep everybody nice and safe if they are shopping from home this year all right Sherry Lowe Queen of Free net from right here in central indiana thank you my friend and we'll talk to you soon sounds good coming up we will talk to the grandson of the late bobby helms a hoosier legend that had a christmas hit that is still as popular today as it was all those years ago that's next on the first day on 93 wibc Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Mix and a mangle in the jingle and feet. That's the jingle bell rock. Hoosier Bobby Elms. He created this all-time infamous song, Jingle Bell Rock, right? We all know it. What a wonderful Christmas song. Well, Bobby Helms, his grandson, Michael McCartney, is here to join us to talk about some of his performance stuff. Michael, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? We're doing just fine. Bobby Helms uh, was a resident of Martinsville in his later years. Are you also from Morgan County? Born and raised. I was born in the hospital out here when they used to deliver babies. Remind us what year Jingle Bell Rock was released. So it was released in 1957. It came out just a few days before Christmas that year. And the song Uh, is really one of the biggest selling Christmas songs of all time. Do you have any interesting backstories about that song? There's a lot of different uh, different things that we've learned over the years that there were a few changes that were made in the studio. And it, I, I believe it was actually originally called the Jingle Bell Hop. Yeah, they changed a few things around in the studio. And the version that you hear, it wasn't supposed to sound like that originally. <laughs> Whatever magic they did in the studio that day led to, uh, I mean, it's, it, it was a phenomenon then, but I, it's, it's even bigger now than it was you know, 65 years ago. Bobby Helms had six gold records, three platinum albums, died 25 years ago, in fact, and buried in Martinsville. My family lives in Martinsville. They took me to see his gravesite years ago, right around Christmas. And what I saw there were lots of flowers and pennies and fans even after all these years, they do they do still go and pay their respects to at his gravesite, don't they? Oh yeah, they come from all over the world. <laughs> So you and your uncle Rob perform, and I'm told that you sound much like your grandfather. Did he pass away before you were born? I don't know how old you are. Thirty. I'll be 35 in a few weeks. So no, I, re- I remember my grandpa very vividly. We spent a lot of time at his house when I was a little kid. I remember going to Branson, Missouri, and watching. He had 
uh, theater shows there that he would do when I was little. Uh, yeah, I, I remember a lot of stuff about my grandpa. If you were to describe him and take out the fact that he was an incredible performer, what would you tell people about him? He was the kind of guy that would give you the shirt off of his back. He, When he first got going in the late 50s, you know, he was he was a pretty big deal there for a few years. He was making the same amount of money as Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis, and, you know, he would he would come back and he'd buy a Cadillac and he'd drive it down the road and he'd see one of his buddies and they'd be like, man, I really like this car. And he'd jump out and say, here, cheers. Give him a brand new Cadillac. That's cool. <laughs> he'd just go get another one. That- he was very generous and he was always, he was always a jokester. He was always joking all the time and he never acted like he was that big of a deal. You know, we, we all inherit things from grandparents after they pass away. Do you have anything of his? I've got, I've got his guitar that he sat and played at his dining room table every day. One of the things I remember the most about him when I was a kid was going out to his house and it seemed like it seemed like he slept there. He would he would sit at the dining room table and fiddle around on his guitar and he was always writing songs all the time. You know, even there towards towards the end, he was he was still always writing songs. And that guitar smells just like his house. Like I could I could get that guitar out and smell it's it's kinda weird to say I guess but I can smell it, and it takes me right back to the to the dining room at his house. That is really cool. Did you? Did he used to sit, and especially around Christmas time, and sit around with all of you when you remember those Christmases, and play that and play Jingle Bell Rock, and have you all sing with him? Not at his house, but um, I remember being probably five or six years old, maybe, and we went to his mom's house in Bloomington, and uh, you know the whole extended family and everything was there because he he came there that year. And we all sat around. Yeah. He played several songs, but I, I remember everybody being very excited. And I've been doing it in some of my shows because I, I do music as well, not just for the Christmas spectacular. But yeah. and people are always wanting me to sing it. <laughs> so <laughs> is uh, that okay? The way that, the way that, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I love it. The way people react to it when that first little guitar lick takes off right there at the beginning, it's it's magical. You know, it's something that. Uh, my family and myself, are, we're very blessed to have this because last night my girlfriend, she hadn't seen any actual video footage of my grandpa. So we spent about a half an hour last night watching videos of him on YouTube when he was on Ed Sullivan. And, you know, people have shared videos. Like I saw one last night that I'd never seen before. Someone shared a video of him. He was finishing up Jingle Bell Rock, and then they came out with a birthday cake. Apparently it was his birthday one year somewhere. <laughs> and somebody had the video, and they put it on Facebook or on, uh, on YouTube. So, oh, my gosh. That's so cool that you saw for the first yeah. time something that you didn't know even existed. I think that's awesome about about. Uh, your grandfather, Bobby Helms. This is Michael McCartney, by the yeah. way. He's a performer himself. Have you been? You've been performing for as long as you can remember, too. Well, I was terrified. Were you? <laughs> when I was younger, well, yeah, oh yeah. When I was younger, I I was terrified. And when I was about, I was probably fifteen or sixteen. I was in my bedroom. I was playing a song. It was a cover of "Comfortably Numb" by uh, Pink Floyd, but it was. Stain's version that was they were doing it. I was playing the guitar at the time, like just really getting into learning how to play. And I was singing along with the the track and uh, my mom like busted in the room and she goes, you sound just like dad. And I was like, really? And she said, yeah, you need to keep working on this. So by the time I was about 21, I'd started going out and playing at people's parties and, you know, I started going to bars and playing, which I don't play at bars anymore. That's, that's, uh, (laughs) 
A little different these days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that can be a little more trouble than what it's worth sometimes. You know, you know uh, I think that's great that you are performing. And from what I really hear, you do have his Bobby Holmes voice, especially when you sing Jingle Bell Rock. And so I'm just curious to know, what kind of music do you like? Do you perform? Well, my, my favorite band is Matchbox 20. So I like a lot of the 90s alternative stuff. But typically, I I, tr- I try to do a wide range. I've got anything from Merle Haggard and uh, the way up to Matt Mason, who's a who's an artist that's performing now. Stone Temple Pilots, George Strait, <laughs> Garth Brooks. Do you write any music? I do. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the, the uh, 2022 Bobby Helms Jingle Bell Rock Christmas Music Spectacular and Christmas Tree Lighting in Martinsville. And I'll tell you, festivities will begin at 3 o'clock with the tree lighting at 7.15. There will be carriage rides and trackless train rides and photos with Santa, live music with Michael and his uncle Rob Helms and the Bobby Helms Christmas Rock Band taking the stage at 5.30. And it's not just Jingle Bell Rock you perform, I understand. You you play quite a selection, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do uh, we do something around 17 or 18 songs total. I'm not the only one that does the singing. We've got a wonderful group of ladies that do the background vocals on all the Bobby Helms stuff that I do. They do a few songs each of their own. It's 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 so much fun for me to do. I know that it it, it makes my uncle. He's thrilled about it. He, that's all he talks about. He runs a lot of stuff with different music here in Morton County. You know, he's the guy that's responsible for bringing all the big name acts to the Morton County Fair, like Trace Atkins, Joe Nichols. Oh yeah, Craig Morgan. I think that this is the most exciting thing for him that he does all year, every year. He talks about this more than anything else. It seems like to me. I mean, he's really, really proud of this, and it makes me feel really good to know that he's got the faith in me to go out there and sing these songs. Does the um, the Bobby Helms Christmas Rock Band, do you perform in other locations too, or is this the main deal when it comes to the holidays? We did a show at Brown County Playhouse just this past Sunday. Mention what your, that your uncle loved being there on Sunday at this particular event. And for you, what about you as the grandson of Bobby Helms and you're performing with your uncle? What is it like for you, this event? Well, the first time that we did it was last year that we did the whole the whole band. It all happened so fast. I didn't have any time to take it in in the moment. You know how, yeah. you know how that goes. No, I do. The more that we do it, the more surreal it is. This last week at the Brown County Playhouse when we started playing that song. I mean, I had women that there there was this little group of uh, five elderly ladies that wore these shirts that said Jingle Ball Rock and they had me signing their shirts. Oh. That was that's because of him, you know what I mean? That's because of my grandfather. So, Great it's story. it's just it's really cool. It's like the cool, the coolest thing that's ever happened to me besides my kids. <laughs> it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Oh, I love that. I think that's where we'll end. The Bobby Holmes Jingle Bell Rock Christmas Music Spectacular and Tree Lighting. And again, all the festivities begin at 3. And then you will hear uh, Michael and the band. They start about 5.30. Tree Lighting is at 7.15. There's all kinds of information online, social media. Michael, do you have a, a website? Mike McCartney Music 1 on TikTok. So I'm, not, I'm not great at the social media. Thing. Yeah, me uh, neither. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. I try. I really try. But then I go away from it and then I'm gone for years. And Michael McCartney, our guest, he's the grandson of Bobby Helms, the great Bobby Helms. Mike, thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and your, your family and your friends. And thanks for spending some time with us. Absolutely, Terry. Thank you so much.
All right, before we head into the newsroom, just in time for Christmas, you and your family could win the ultimate downtown experience. Downtown Indy Inc. and Indy's Child are working together on the Downtown Indy Ultimate Overnight Sweepstakes. And the sweepstakes is accepting names until December 10th. I'll get you that uh, information in just a second. Winners are going to get a free night at the JW Marriott, parking, breakfast, the whole thing. And then you also get tickets to Jingle Rails and Celebration Crossing and the Festival of Trees and Christmas at the Zoo. And... uh, and more. Dinner is also provided by the Cunningham Restaurant Group. So if you want to apply, do that at downtownindy.org. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kylan Talley, and all of our fantastic guests. We'll talk to you next week right here on The First Day on 93 WIBC. The news is next. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.